0: You are listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, located in Denver, Colorado. And you can find out more about us at houseforall.org. Grace, peace, and mercy are yours from the triune God. Amen. Since 2018, I have moved about 10 different times, and I did all this without being a part of the military. In some moves, I resided for a few months, and in others, a few years. No matter where I moved to, I have felt a great sense of guilt for abandoning my family. You see, on my mom's side, my grandpa is 100% Polish. My grandma, 100% Sicilian. They both grew up just blocks from each other in the historic third ward of Milwaukee, the place where all the immigrants lived. There was something about those immigrant neighborhoods that were filled with life, with culture, with food, with similarity in a larger city and nation of so many differences. But like many immigrant communities, the close-knit community moved to a diaspora because of forces outside of their control. My grandparents, my great-grandparents, those of infrastructure and development that was deemed necessary. And yet, even in diaspora, my elders could still feel that closeness. My family does not live more than 30 minutes from each other. When I watch my big fat Greek wedding, among other things, the scene that really cracks me up and reminds me of my family the most is when they drive past the houses with all the Greek memorabilia out front and the whole family is lined up next to each other. There was so much pride in closeness and proximity. There was not even a thought of living outside of that place. And the same was true for my family, just stretched out a bit more. So you can only imagine what it was like when my uncle and aunt and cousins first move out to Colorado. And it's even more unfathomable that a couple years later, my mom, my dad, and little sister would move out to Minnesota for my mom's first call. In the eyes of my family, it was unfathomable. So as much as me moving away from home was concerning, the family should have been ready for it, I should have been ready for it, but it was still difficult, and that feeling of losing home and leaving the people I love behind, or family feeling abandoned by me leaving them, causes me to fear the ascension. And it is as if Jesus also understands this human hesitation. Even when Jesus was walking around in his ministry, openly talking about his leaving by the way of death and resurrection, the disciples could not comprehend. How could they possibly survive if their loved one was removed and their sense of home collapsed? So it is even more triggering for Jesus to once again insist that he is ascending to God the creator. Feelings of abandonment arise in my soul I begin to question the love Jesus actually has for me if he leaves me. How was I to feel at home in places where my family does not reside? I can only imagine what the disciples are feeling. Gus Portocollis, the father in my big fat Greek wedding, throughout the moving pleads with his, his youngest daughter, Why you want to leave me? To which my Sicilian grandmother would add, Why you no love me? But after a week in El Paso, Texas, I understand the Ascension in a whole new way. Throughout the week, I was able to hear stories of countless individuals whom for leaving home and loved ones was not unfathomable. It was the only way for them to love their families and ensure their safety and security. I'd like to tell you a story about Oscar and his wife. His wife was able to cross over in about 2003-2004, and she noted how it was relatively easy at that time. It took Oscar 10 more years. And every time he attempted to cross, he realized how he was treated with more hostility, and the border seemed even more fortified. Watching these two across the room, I could see the tremendous love they had for one another. And Oscar we wondered why after being deported so many times and with the risk of now 20 years in jail, if he gets caught again, he said, I knew I had to go. Because God desires us to be with the people we love. There was no question about that. Migrant after migrant talked about how they made the difficult journey to the United States because of a love for their family and desire for safety and security. For them, it was not abandonment or withdrawing, it was about demonstrating the expansiveness of their love. It was about going through the hell of this earth, from the jungle of the Darien Pass between Panama and Colombia, to inhumane laws in order that their families may one day make a home in a place of safety and security, something that would be impossible in their home country. Perhaps, like the disciples, at the ascension, my family and others stand in place, gazing in the wrong direction, gazing in fear and abandonment rather than looking around us, and braving the unknown and open future of God's Holy Spirit. There is no greater love and sense of home than that. The ascension isn't about worshiping a footprint or controlling the future. The ascension is not about Christ proving Christ's love and dwelling with us by keeping everyone close, central, narrowly focused. The ascension is about Christ proving Christ's love and dwelling with all creation by luring us out beyond ourselves so that we might traverse with hope an expansiveness we cannot even begin to imagine The ascension is the very culmination of the mystery of the incarnation of God's love. In other words, it is precisely because Jesus' body is no longer confined to the earth that his body can be mystically located in us, as the church, as the body of Christ. The ascension teaches us that the incarnation continues in each one of us as members of Christ's body who have been filled with the Holy Spirit. While on earth, Jesus could only be at one place at one time. Now, Jesus is present everywhere, both in heaven interceding for us and in all of his followers throughout the world. Jesus ascends because he loves us and desires for us to experience the expansiveness of his love for all. Migrants venture to the unknown because they love their families and desire dwelling in the great expansiveness of God's love and freedom, even if it means leaving those they love and enduring perils unknown. In ascension, the incarnation continued in the migrants' very beings and in the beings of those they encountered in the great expanse. In every story... The migrants recalled how they were shown and received the expansiveness of Christ's love and home, even as they themselves embodied a love and home for their families by sojourning. Many migrants recalled facing situations that they could not possibly see God. Being robbed by the cartel, experiencing sexual violence, being taken advantage of coyotes and law enforcement alike, encountering harassment
1: and blame, and losing children and family members. From fellow surgeoners to strangers
0: to organizations, these migrants also encountered the expansiveness of God's love and home, even when they felt the farthest from it, and though it be beyond the particularity of their own family. One evening, we were brought to a shelter to feed uh, about 500 migrants. I don't know much Spanish, but I could say this, day, this phrase Necesitas comida?
1: Do you need food? Very simple thing to say, but it changed their lives. This food never stops, and the people never stopped coming. When we were at
0: Christo Rey, which is an ELCA, part of our Synod, a congregation that works with first generation migrants, we learned about that of this first generation migrant community, when 2016 sorry, 14 arrived, of first generation migrants they could think of nothing to do but open their church
1: for safety and sanctuary. They were met with love and home in a place far from
0: their home. There are two giant crosses in their sanctuary, one with a crucifix for those who are Catholic and one without a crucifix for those who are Protestant. Whenever the migrants would make out that cross, all they could do is run to it and thank God,
1: for they have been delivered, for their families are safe, and they are now safe too. In the ascension, we have been given the
0: opportunity to be Christ's body here on earth and to bring the love of God and Jesus to all people wherever we go in every moment of each day so that even through the darkest jungles and the longest walks, we might offer God's love and home with those who are sojourning, even as we sojourn. Because through the Holy Spirit, this expansiveness is for us. And through us, beyond man-made borders, beyond the failings of our institutions, and broader than the measures of our mind. Osco Romero was an archbishop of El Salvador during the military juntas. He was recently canonized as a saint. This was a priest that the church had thought they could put in power because he wouldn't say a thing about things going around him. Until his mentor got a little too political and was murdered by the military junta. With all of his power and authority, Romero woke up and his love began to expand. And his love expanded in such a way that it began to threaten the military juntas. He would often shout from the pulpit, you are our sons, you are our
1: brothers, you are our children, stop fighting. And eventually, Romero's expansiveness led him to death. He was presiding at a
0: Eucharistic table on Sunday Mass when during holding up the bread, he was murdered by a drive-by shooter, which was known and found to be the
1: military junta. This is a prayer attributed to Romero, and it helps me understand the ascension.
0: It helps now and then to step back and take a long view. The kingdom is not beyond our efforts. It is even beyond our vision. We accomplish in our lifetime only a fraction of the magnificent enterprise that is God's work, Nothing we do is complete, which is to say that the kingdom always lies beyond us. No statement says all that could be said. No prayer fully expresses faith. No confession brings perfection. No pastoral visit brings wholeness. No program accomplishes the church's mission. No set of goals and objectives includes everything. This is what we are about. We plant the seeds that one day will grow. We water seeds already planted, knowing that they hold future promise. We lay foundations that will need further development. We provide yeast that provides far beyond its capabilities. We cannot do everything, and there is a sense of liberation in realizing that. This enables us to do something and do it very well. It may be incomplete, but it is a beginning, a step along the way, an opportunity for the Lord's grace to enter and do the rest.
1: We may never see the end results, but that is the difference between the master and the builder, the worker, the builder and the worker. We are workers and not master builders ministers not messiahs we are prophets of a future not our own we may
0: not ever get to jesus's ultimate view from the sky looking down but in faith and in time we shall come to behold this expansiveness within our very beings our families in our communities and the first step is to begin to truly look around us and dare to see Christ not as the one who is dead, but as the one who is truly living, incarnate in the peoples around us. In the ascension, God gives us the courage to look around us instead of just looking to the skies. To see Christ not as far off, but among Not in the beautiful broken part, the beautiful perfect parts, but in the unbelievable brokenness. The place where God is simply not supposed to exist. Christ in places that wake us up and break our hearts. Christ in the places and peoples whose gaze into our eyes reflects our sin and offers our sainthood. Christ in the places and people whose very gaze at us also allows us to see the beautiful and brokenness of this world and the freedom and commandment we have to offer that very expansiveness. Our spirits and love expanding a little wider
1: with each breath, with each story we encounter, with each gaze of Christ in our midst not someday, but here and now. May it be so. Amen.
0: You've been listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. If you would like to support the ongoing ministry of our church, please visit our website at houseforall.org slash giving.